the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Garden, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Wick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Echo, echo, echo. I think it went away. Oh, yeah, good. it went away. Cool. Thank you. Thanks, Ashley. All right, 210-308. You're not hearing anything? Well, that's weird. There's no echo, though. No, there is no echo. All right, where are you? All right. You're hearing anything now? Still nothing? All right. How about now? No, no? Okay. Here, let's switch for a second. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. About 1 o'clock, Greg Grant's going to be visiting with us, and uh, we will uh, talk to him, find Sorry, out what's Don going Giovanni, on, find out the more Bucis, about Pelias, these Aggie Maroon Poppies. Chileas, Adriana uh, Lecouvreau, and, uh, and the double bill market, of Tchaikovsky's huh? yeah. Yolanta, collusion and Bartok's uh, Bluebeard's David Castle. Rodriguez. Keith uh-huh. Peters reporting. Aggie collusion. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll talk to him about that. That'll be fun. And uh, we will uh, talk to him. He said we could also talk about dogs, uh, Facebook, anything we want to talk about with Greg, he'll talk to us. Okay. So that'll be good. Okay. You Actually, the same Greg we know, huh? Yep, same Greg. Okay. We'll no, Greg has changed. He has? He's gotten mature. He's married. Yeah. Yeah, he's back in the extension service. Yeah. Tyler, with Tyler, right? Yeah, so. Here, y'all keep be, talking it for It should a be second, an interesting man. story. Uh, what's going on? So, Milton's trying to figure out the equipment, huh? We're okay, y'all. Y'all keep talking. Right. <laughs> I'll figure right. it out. Okay. Uh, they've got everything covered out here for, from for that. <laughs> yeah, they were. Uh, that helps, Milton. They were pretty conservative because uh, most of the, most of the. Uh, oh yeah, it's working now. <laughs> most of the weather places. Uh, there we go. <laughs> you got to plug it in. Didn't uh, didn't forecast a freeze. Yeah, this this is a low air out here. They get colder, a little bit colder in San Antonio. I'll look for the uh, forecast because we've had some people that have come up and talked about uh, worried about the freeze. Now I don't know if they're they've been worrying about it since Tuesday when the original forecast came out or whether they're yeah. What a lot of people worried about and. Uh, uh, I, I'm not worried, but uh, I have the same thing occurring on a lot of plants that we cut back, uh, like Esperanza and... Uh, Which we told people they shouldn't cut back. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. But I don't... Uh, maybe he was... Maybe we better write this down so he'll remember this for <laughs> next year. Though. 
not to let uh, not, but not it, to. anyway they're coming they're 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 sending up sprouts from the ground so are the uh, citrus the lime, the limes yeah. and the and the uh, and so people are worried uh, should they cover them or protect them uh, uh, but i i don't think things like uh esperanza and things like that they'll I don't think they'll just free. They may freeze the top of that new growth off. Yeah. Well, but it, you won't have to worry about them killing the plant. If you expect it to be uh, below thirty degrees, uh, I definitely. I think I would cover though the limes and the. Lemons. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, because they're they're pretty vulnerable right now. So Especially when they got that new growth. Yeah. On. So here's the forecast from the National Weather Service: sunny today, high near fifty-nine. Mm-hmm. East northeast wind. Not yet. Uh, no, around five miles per hour, becoming south southeast. Uh, this evening, clear with a low around 37. Oh, okay. Perfect. That's, that's no problem. Perfect. Uh, and uh, sunny tomorrow, high near seven, uh, 64, and then increasing clouds Monday night with a low around 53. But you're right. Tonight will be perfect viewing for the uh, for the moon. Yeah, the blood wolf moon. But, but you'll have to stay up l- later than eight, 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's not going to work. Wow. If, it, if, it doesn't ha- if, if it doesn't happen uh, before 9 o'clock, uh, <laughs> I'm happen. out of business. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I get to Luby's at 5 or 4.30 for the early bird special. <laughs> I'll get me home around 5, 6. Yeah. I, I should be okay. I, I, th- I think there'll probably be plenty of video on TV. I will. There probably will, but it'd be much more exciting to see it live as happening. It, the full moon was bright last night. You yeah, know, they it was. said it's going to be brighter, but it was it was very bright last night. On um, I guess it wasn't completely full, but it looked full to me. You won't be able to see the next one until 2021. Two, yeah, two more years. Yeah. Is that, you think we got two more years? No. Yeah, y'all got two more years. <laughs> so, you know, do whatever you want to do tonight. They also <laughs> said that there's not much difference. This was interesting between uh, the, from one lunar eclipse to the other. Yeah. So if you see tonight, according to the, this uh, website I was on, uh, it's just like viewing every other lunar eclipse in history. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. So are they discouraging it? <laughs> no, I know. It's kind of like, eh, okay, I saw it two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'd see it. Sounds like maybe it, it doesn't. It doesn't completely go away, does it? It's just a shadow over the moon. Uh, yeah, that's when I guess we'll have to have someone call who's. Or up. you'll have to watch it. Yeah, yeah, you'll just have I to mean, see it. I mean, it doesn't completely go away like a. Sun eclipse. No, I don't think so. I think it's the shadow and the, yeah, the red. The and the, uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, but if you're a uh, if you are an astronomer and you can a lunatic. Yes, a lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hate to call out for all lunatics to give us a call, but uh, well, they already do, so that's not a problem. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. Now, and James, James says, he, as far as he knows, it doesn't. Affect your gardening, especially. Yeah, eclipses. although he's going to plant lettuce by the eclipse and see what happens. So, there you go. Uh, help you test. So, if you are an astronomer or you can tell us a little bit about tonight's uh, uh, lunar eclipse, that'd be great. 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. I, um, like I said, somebody came up a while ago, said that they'd bought one of those uh, charming. Uh, 
charming uh, hibiscus of Mr. Moy's at the at the Festival of Flowers, mm-hmm. and uh, he said it bloomed for him so pretty good. And uh, then it fr- the first freeze froze the froze the leaves off, and uh, now it's putting out new sprouts up all of all up and down the the stem. That's, so it sounds like it was a little confused, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I we we got a lot of. Uh, you know, Mr. Moore, after he left the San Antonio Botanical Garden, went over to Mercer Arboretum over around uh, Houston. And uh, he took a lot, a lot of his uh, hibiscus with him. And uh, so we, we, we decided to uh, get some of his hibiscus to, uh, that, that he saved. And we 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 got them from uh, Mercer Arboretum. Mm-hmm. One of my volunteers uh, uh, rode back and forth uh, to a person over to Mercer, and so we got cuttings and and rooted uh, the, some of his hibiscus. There and 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 they were labeled. And uh, the one called Charming, that it, that Mr. Moore named Charming, I guess. Uh, 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 was one of those, and we put them. We had them out in the greenhouse. Well, perennial hibiscus generally go dormant when the days go shorter, and lose all their leaves and die down to the ground. This thing did not. Charming did not. Well, then that is consistent with the behavior. Yeah, that's that consistent the gardener with his too. behavior. And uh, I looked. I looked for charming in the in the books. I've got a write up uh, with Mr. A lot of pictures of Mr. Moy's uh, uh, crosses that he made, hibiscus and and others, other things. And I could not find a picture that matched charming. Now I don't know whether he bred a new one over there. But I can't figure out what he used to to breed them to, that, that would give it that. I mean, it holds leaves right into the winter What's while that? the others are gone dormant. I thought it, it kind of looked like a, he crossed it with a Confederate road, uh-huh. which uh, stays, stays going longer. But... Uh, I guess it'll be a mystery as to exactly what he used to cross. But anyway, uh, those of you who have the charming, and it is sprouting out new, new, newly it lost the first. It's for cold tolerant, cold susceptible. Uh, then, then I would I would go ahead and uh, give it a little protection. These these are in a uh, his uh, was in a pot. So he can move it, move it to a, a protected location, and so uh, I, I would protect those new buds because uh, uh, I don't think it'll kill it to freeze it again, but uh, it may weaken the plant. 
So anyway, that's uh, but the, the 35s that they're talking about uh, are not going to do any harm, and and uh, so uh, you might want to do that. Uh, I'm looking at uh, uh, Calvin got a good article yesterday in yesterday's paper about uh, oak wilt, a problem. Uh, uh, and uh, Oakville problems that uh, pretty well gives the history and the uh, the remedy or the preventive measures that you can follow to uh, prevent Oakville from uh, coming onto your property. And this is a very this is a very concerning situation for people uh, people in the in the area. Uh, that have uh, live oaks, and uh, he talks about uh, oak wilt and also uh, uh, ball moss, and he reminds us that uh, February is is the month that uh, that uh, if you want to get chemically get rid of your ball moss. Uh, it's time to uh, spray them in February with uh, with a, um, a cosine product. Solar cosine is copper hydroxide, uh, which is solar cosine K O C I D E. It's solar uh, cosine, and that's uh, to be sprayed on uh, in February. And the way the way it works is, uh, you spray it on in February and wait for the rains of spring to actually do the killing. In other words, move it into the into the uh, ball moss structure. But so it it doesn't you don't spray it on and it fall off immediately uh, in 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 February. So you have to it, it'll fall off. Over a period of time. Now, if you've got somebody taking the ball moss off of your tree, uh, especially if it's very thick, I would go ahead and re- uh, let you recommend that you let them do that. In other words, thin out the the, the accumulations of ball moss because uh, you you what you're trying to do is is get those remaining live ball moss uh, sections uh, covered with the uh, uh, copper hydroxide. That's if you don't want don't your uh, you don't care for its looks and you want to get it taken off your tree. Well, that, well nobody cares for it. Oh look. yeah, I mean it's it's one of those. Uh, <laughs> It's one of those uh, <laughs> parts of nature in Central uh, Texas. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> I'll, I'll get the ladies to call in. Did you Calvin. see these? It looks like these are blooming up there. Yeah. Oh, the ball moss is blooming. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That, that's what happened uh, in February and March uh, when you spray them. Is that they, they sent out a little blooms, little bloom pipe. There. It, it's funny that articles stimulated. A bunch of emails. Did it? Yeah, and, and but the the theme is kind of different. There's nobody questioning 
or you know, but questioning that it's it is in fact. I mean, the, the ball moss is in fact a problem. Uh, but they're suggesting that uh, you know, if you leave your ball moss on there, more your branches are more likely to break. What from the the rain? <laughs> oh no. And I, yeah, and then well, I, if it gets thick, I, I mean, I see it in the hill country where, and you have too. There's just a solid mass of of well, and in, in my neighborhood, in fact, the, the either the when we have a windy, rainy period, yeah, it uh, some branches with ball moss fall, but not that's usually not the pattern. Mostly, it's just the ball moss falls off. Yeah, right. So you get all of that. And then let's see. Oh, and then the other the other thing is the uh, blocking the sun. Yeah, it does that. It does that. that yeah, that's you have to, that's yeah. where it's detriment to the tree. And so that was a uh, that was a question they brought up. <clears throat> I I said that. Well, I see that as kind of an unusual situation. Yeah, yeah, that's not. And the uh, hardly ever blocks the sun on the utility lines. So. <laughs> oh. Well, you know the the, the uh, it, it slows down the flow of uh, electrodes. Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> you know the the other thing we I was just, I was noticing on the in my neighborhood the bulb moss is uh, it's uh, it's almost on anything that's not growing fast. Crepe myrtles, mm-hmm. mesquite for sure, uh, cedar elm even, uh, almost all of the the trees. Doesn't seem to be grown on Texas red oak, but uh, those are generally younger in, in our neighborhood. But any of the older trees that have kind of reached their their t- tall, you know, like the crepe myrtles that are not going to get any bigger. Yeah, yeah they got uh, so it's it's a uh, it is an interesting plant, but it is uh, I think it's a little different than the reaction we used to get fifteen years ago when we wrote about. Ball moss, or maybe 20 years ago when we wrote about ball moss, a lot of people are have accepted that it's not a, pro- a direct threat, and uh, but they're you know and also accepted that if they if they want to get rid of it, there are some options. Yeah. Mm. So. All right, 210-308-8867. It's time for us to take a break. And while we do, give us a Already, call. Already, Melvin? It is. Time's flying by. 210-308-8867. we got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up. Live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery. It's a beautiful day here. Crisp breeze, nice and sunny. So come on by and visit with us at 1604 and Boulevard Road. Back in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And we're going to talk about a little something other than plants right now. We're going to talk about blood supplies in San Antonio. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has put out the call and blood is in critically low supply. So how can you help? Millburgers is having their quarterly blood drive Saturday, January 26th. That's next Saturday over at Millburgers. And you can be a part of it by just coming out between 10 and 1.30. Now, Millburgers has doubled the incentive, giving you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, of course, has nice gifts for you too when you donate blood. 
Here's a tip, too. Just got a little time, but you want to give blood? Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, and you can register and make an appointment for the blood drive at Millburgers. So come on out. Check out millburgernursery.com for more details. That's millburgernursery.com, and we'll see you at the blood drive next Saturday at 1604 on Bull Road. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray, and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Bodie Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord. The first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Get your copy now of best-selling authors Bodie Taney and Ray Bentley's incredible new adventure book, On the Mountain of the Lord, available now at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and wherever books are sold. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with uh, Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're talking gardening with you at 210-308-8867. Hey, uh, there's lots of uh, pests out there who are, are getting ready to see your home. It's very, very uh, pleasant, and they're going to come on in and make themselves at home. Well, you may not have wanted them to come in and make themselves at home, whether it's uh, termites or uh, maybe it's uh, ants. Uh, Warren was on, was it last week, and said Warren Remy of Spider-Man Pest Control and said ants were a big problem, especially the crazy ants. Uh, (laughs) They're crazy. (laughs) They are crazy. Uh, And so um, if you've got any of these things bugging you, cockroaches or rats or mice, give Warren Remy and Spider-Man a call. He can help you out. And uh, take care of that for you. He's been doing this since 1976. He knows what he's doing, and he knows how to treat customers and solve problems. So uh, give him a call and help, and let him help you. His number is 
3721 and you'll find them online at GoSpidermanPest.com. GoSpidermanPest.com. Uh, your web of protection since 1976. Give him a call. <coughs> let, him, let him help you out. And uh, he'll be the uh, last and only uh, pest control guy you'll use. You'll like him that much. All right. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Don't forget the blood drive. We just talked about that a minute ago. Coming up. Um, it's coming up next Saturday, so we'll talk more about that uh, uh, throughout the show. And then uh, come on by and visit with us next Saturday. They've got some nice gifts. I didn't know that the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center was also adding a $10 gift certificate um, to uh, H-E-B. Yeah, to H-E-B. So that's nice. Yeah, all, all of us that give blood, regularly give blood here at the Millburger event every quarter, yeah. we, they sent us all an email just reminding us of cool. all, all the the neat gifts and the how you can get an appointment. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. good. They, they, they covered that, too? Good deal. Milton loves it. I just, I've been there and waiting in line when Milton yeah. comes trotting Prancing through. through. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse oh, me. Come sorry. Through. I have an Pardon appointment. Me. Appointment, yeah. Actually, yeah, never mind. We'll talk about that <laughs> next Saturday. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it does help. And you go to the Southwest Blood, South uh, Texas Blood and Tissue Center and... Um, They'll help you out. We tease a lot, but it's a it's a important part of our community, and it's an important part of your uh, well being for your family and for you too to be mm-hmm. to be in tune with the uh, uh, blood uh, obtaining blood and being av- and being available to you. So check it out and get on the list and get participating, um, especially with these neat gifts. Yeah. A nice thank you gifts, but as Calvin said, the, the important thing is you're helping out your South Texas neighbors with your donation of blood, which is in low supply right now. All right, 210-308-8867. Did we ever finish my question yesterday? My Which one? Thought-provoking question about leaves that, that fall in one yard. Oh, yeah. Do they, Why did they go fall when they, I mean, go down to the ground instead of go up? Uh, no, no, no. I know, I know that part. Y'all have explained that before. Uh, it's why are they all collected in one yard? Without a tree. Without a tree, three or four houses over. Uh, I think I think it's part of that when you uh, when you you have a tendency for winds to flow a certain way through yeah. the neighborhood, hmm. act like and, a windbreak. Yeah, and then if some if you it can appear to be like a minor pruning job, or or you take out a major branch, mm-hmm. and then it suddenly changes everything, and so that so your leaves would instead of all piling up on this part of the yard might pull, might pile up someplace else. And I always, yeah. yeah. Well, you you know about windbreaks, Calvin. Yeah. When you plant a windbreak, uh, uh, I hope I get this right. Snow fence. Uh, uh, yeah, a snow fence or something. The snow accumulates on yeah. the outside of the fence or on the outside of the windbreak. Another right? Yeah, and then then changes the the wind if it yeah you know the wind uh, goes up <clears throat> over or goes yeah, in those right. either directions yeah it just happens in nature quite a bit too yeah so the maybe that's what happens to the leaves too yeah or or if it's like Jerry he probably he goes out there and blows them into the 
Yeah, we won't talk about that. But no, yeah, I don't have to. Where I, it's the most amazing thing I've ever seen. He's in league with Mother Nature, and they, yeah, and they go right where he wants them. I have to rush out there and mow them, or they are gone the next day. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> the uh, yeah. So the only thing I've noticed is the person, the lawn that's um, there on is more of a um, natural grass. Yeah. Oh. Less manicured, less, it's just kind of. Oh, you mean so the, you, you think that. I thought the I grass was probably, tangling them yeah, up. Probably, and, yeah, it probably yeah. contributes something to it. Neil Neil has mentioned that a few times. Oh, really? At the, uh, I'm sure they find it frustrating. We don't have a tree, but we, all the leaves <laughs> in the neighborhood gather at our house. Uh, this sounds like my house. Oh, is it yours? Yeah. That happens in yours, too? Yep. I'm right on a curve, so everything from oh. the top of the street ends up in my yard, including water. So when it rains, it yeah. goes right through my yard. Well, too. and if you have ground covers, that can be a factor, too. Especially yeah, that's true. ground covers, yeah. Hey, as you can hear, Trace is up on the porch with us. What's going on, Trace? Well, I brought one of those strawberries up here so you can oh, see. Oh, good. Gracious, you're right. Whoa, <laughs> Lord, have mercy. <laughs> those are big strawberries. Uh. Wow! <laughs> Son of a gun! So there's oh, seven. That's, that's like a that's all six of those will be in a pint. Yeah, there's, there's more on the well, other that's, side. That's worthy of a uh, getting a couple of those for if you're having uh, people over for dinner yeah. or a party this next few weeks. Yeah, just show you know well, they'll you know, be ripen. Yeah, just uh, oh yeah, I've uh, learned a lot about gardening here. Yeah, you know, just look up at the oh, strawberries. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, and that's just an average crop for me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you should that see this. That is spectacular. Uh, we have to figure out a way to show that to you. Maybe we'll... Uh, but that thing is, yeah. They're, and they're, they're they're ripening, I guess. Some yeah, of them there's some yeah. ripe. Yeah. Right. There might have been more in there ripe. Yeah, are you expecting you couldn't keep the goji berries? Are you expecting to keep the... The chickens strip? haven't found these, so... Okay. Wow. All right. And if they do, I can just hang them up since they're in hanging baskets. That's true, yeah. The chickens don't fly. Hang it. Hang, hang it, it above. No. The employees may have a long reach. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, well, cool. So that was plant B of the uh, plant of the weekend. Yes, it was. Um, so talk there's to how se- many more se- left. There's seven. Seven left. Including this one. So if you okay. come in and, and we're empty up there, we do have one on the porch. Oh, good. Okay. So, yeah, this will have, we'll keep this one in celebrity status. Yes. We'll, we'll autograph it for you if you like. But yeah, so it's sixteen ninety nine. Uh, they're absolutely gorgeous. There's ten, the seven left, seven. and uh, you can uh, call the nursery if you want to get one today. You can obviously come by Mill Burgers, but if you can't come by then, you want one uh, strawberry hanging basket with the big old strawberries in it. Or uh, not all of them are like that, but yeah, most of them. Oh, most of them are. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you, they've got new blooms too. Yeah. Huh. See. Uh, well, I even saw blooms and fruit on some of the small ones too. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. All right. So call 210-497-3760. 210-497-3760. All right. Do you want to talk about plant? Oh, do we need the, I don't know if we have the plant of the weekend jingle ready. Well, we, we can do it with or without. Okay. So I'm guessing not ready yet. That's okay. She's, there it is. <laughs> and now, ladies and gentlemen, the plant of the weekend. Weekend, weekend, weekend. <laughs> All right. So uh, this has been a long time coming. We finally found a source for hops. Hops. 
So if you are a connoisseur of beer and you like making your own, or if you even just want to start with a real pretty plant, because it is a real pretty plant in the first place, uh, we carry a, a variety called Cascade, which is one of the best for pale ales, and then uh, Centennial, uh, which is also good for uh, India pale ales, and uh, has a citrusy uh, flavor to it, which is where a lot of the craft beers are, are heading. So, okay. Uh, both of them should work fine here. We could not get cold enough to ever kill one. And... Um, the picture that they put on the flyer is actually pretty neat looking. Yeah, yeah that's, 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 that's the way they grow. They were, uh, David grew some over to the San Antonio Botanical Garden, and that's the way they look. So I was going to look online and see pictures, on fence, too. On a fence. Uh, the, uh, I, I wonder no, if if, uh, if the Extension Service has any publications on on making beer. You know they've had those programs, yeah. yeah. But sure. I, I don't know if they maybe, have. A, maybe there's some sure secret have something posted. documents. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. There's yeah. one of the, uh, I'm, I'd be surprised if they didn't have documents. I mean, Back when look. we were there, Jerry, there were no documents. No, no, no. not any. About we did, we did have at least, making, but at least five things uh, have changed. that came in yesterday and took advantage of this hops. Oh, good. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yay! All right, we still have. Uh, Quite a bit, I'm imagining. Yes, they're still. How, were they, do they buy just one? Do they buy a bunch? Uh, they're so fruitful, I think. Yeah, they're, okay. they're big. They're, they're, they get big. big so plant. I think I would get one of each just as a, okay. a, as a start. Yeah, the comparison. Now, they're, they're dormant. In other words, don't come over here expecting a big, pretty plant because uh, they're root hardy. Uh, when you plant them out, they're root hardy, and then they sprout in the spring. Uh, but uh, they've got the little sticks on them. I mean, uh, the the top part stems, uh, stems on them. But uh, the the roots are in a large, elongated container, very similar to forestry tree containers. Okay. See, kind of like the milk used to come in. Yeah, the, when you would buy the the. Less than a gallon. Yeah. Or, or in the old days when you went and got a malted milk. That's <laughs> kind of. Oh, you showing your age. Again. That's right, for sure. So I think the grower calls them a 4 by 4 by 7 Oh, really? Oh, okay. You know. But, uh, that, uh, they have a big uh, uh, expanded root system, which should grow a nice plant. Uh, You'll think you're in Colorado year. or someplace. Yeah. 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 I'm looking, by the way, online, and they do offer a class. I don't see when it's going to be. Who like does the offer? extension service on uh, David? Yeah, there you go. David does on growing beer, on growing beer, on making your own beer. <laughs> I wish I could just grow it. It would just pop out in, in glass bottles yeah, and cans. You would sell plenty of those I trees. Yes, we would. <laughs> they might. Although it kind of sounds like Jerry's thing again, where people would come in and go. Oh, these are nice. They're beautiful. Do you have these trees in a light beer? <laughs> That uh, if you call it, they may not have that on the shelf, or that may not be a, a sanctioned extension publication. Oh, but you think that if you but, call... But uh, I bet if you, if you call uh, a Bear County Extension Office, 
that maybe they can get what are you implying? Some of the handouts there. <laughs> There's a secret. He says a secret educational. Yeah, they was doing it on his <laughs> off time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Poor David. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there may be. Uh, I imagine there's some online, some information oh, on. I'm on, sure there on, are. Online yeah. about oh, there has um, to be, yeah. And there are even harvesting and drying hops. Yeah, there are even clubs in San Antonio too that do. Yeah, that. beer clubs. Yeah, so you could probably find out from there. I need I'll to look join on one of those. Let's see. So, what should I put in? Drying your own hops. <laughs> 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 All right. Oh, look at that. Hops as the landscape. Dry your own hops. Google knows everything. Place them in a warm, dry location. Yeah. You can use landscape fabric over the top to keep them dark and occasionally fluff the hops. There you go. So moist inner cones are brought to the outside of the pile. Leave them for a few days with a fan under or next to them to maintain airflow. Hey, you you can't. That's by the Home Brewers Association. I mean, there's a point that you dry them out to. In other words, you don't dry, put them in a greenhouse and close them in there till they're bone dry, uh, I think. Sounds like you've had some experience. Has that- well, we, we uh, had to dry David's, uh, oh, the, one, the hops that he uh, harvested over at the How big were his zone. plants? How big did his plants? Oh, they got to the top of that fence in the back of uh, the like eight Botanical foot? Botanical go. Oh, so yeah. Like, like at least eight. Eight or ten foot fence. Eight or ten feet, yeah. All right, so uh, if you want to get... And they were covered with hops. I mean, just solid. You could see them. Did you, did you uh, notice whether the pollinator... Were, the, were there a lot of bees or anything? Yeah, they're, they're, they're insect attractors. That's what I... But yeah, they, I, they I, I'd heard that that... It's yeah. one of the I think things so. that... So it was definitely good to have it near your vegetable garden. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Or oh, that's a good or idea. Just if, yeah, if you're just if you're, don't want to do some, something to contribute to the uh, honeybee population or the butterfly population. And if you're in a deer area, I imagine the deer will eat the ones that go through the vents. I don't, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, okay. Now, this is... We got a... Uh, this is from spiritedbiz.com. Wild hops are a wind-pollinated plant, and of the female hops planted commercially, the majority are grown from rhizomes or propagated from cuttings. Okay. Hops don't have much to offer bees in terms of pollen or nectar oh. reward, yeah. so one might expect that bees would want nothing to do with. Okay. Well, let's see. Now, maybe, but maybe they like them anyway. It's too bad. I'd make great honey. Ooh, hop honey. <laughs> let's see. So uh, They make what you say... You make good honey? Or no, they, no, no, no. If the, if the bees would. did like them, it would make great honey. Oh, yeah. Okay. Beer-flavored honey, huh? Or honey-flavored beer. There's a lot of there's honey-flavored beer. Oh. <laughs> Milton's making all these faces in know. case you well, can't well, see him on the radio. And, however, Doug Walsh, a professor of entomology at the Washington State University, has uncovered a somewhat surprising connection. Walt worked with graduate students to complete a two-year survey of bee populations in and around perennial crops in the eastern Washington state, including hop yards and vineyards. We found a substantial diversity of endemic bees um, in hops yards that was dominated largely by small ground-nesting bees in the insect family. Oh, okay. So not necessarily honeybees, but... uh yeah, uh, some of the wild bees. Okay, well, 
just another check mark if you're looking for things. Yeah. Why that would be worthy of you trying it. There you go. Cool. All right. So how much am, am, am the hops? They are. Have you already been taking the hops? <laughs> well, yeah, no. uh, Twelve ninety nine. You shouldn't plant the beer tree so close to where we broadcast. There you go. <laughs> Uh, twelve ninety nine for uh, for this unusual size pot. Okay, and you got plenty. But again, if you say okay, listen, just put aside some for me. You call the nursery at two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero, and they will do so. Two one zero four nine seven three seven six zero. What else is going on, Trace? Ah, well, we just keep getting more and more stuff in, so we're <laughs> we're getting uh, we're getting full. So good, yeah. Uh, chemicals are basically done. The gift stuff's almost there. We got a lot of uh, fruit trees in already. I think we still have some avocados to come in and some citrus. Um, and the shrubs are coming in right and left. So we got another big truck coming in on Monday, and that should put us uh, pretty well stocked on nursery items. Do, do you have, uh, do you remember if you have uh, possum holly? I have five gallon cans and 30 gallon cans. Oh, my goodness. You have in five gallon cans? Yeah. Are they worn? Uh, I think some of them are, and I think some of them are mysteriously unknown. Unnamed? Some of them. But they all have, some of them have berries? The, the worns did. Okay. They were they were mentioned in uh, in today's... Uh, What's good to grow. Yeah, good to grow. Um, and Neil Spare also had some write-up on in the newsletter. I know we're going to have them. I just don't know when. And that's the Rodeo Tomato? Uh, they're booked. And, uh, All right. Hopefully uh, just before the rodeo starts. Okay. When's the rodeo? To the I think the beginning of February. Week. Seventh-ish. Yeah. Okay, so that's still three weeks. Uh-huh. And uh, we're, we're getting a question being texted to us about avocados. What avocados do you have? Uh, right now I'm, I'm limited. I've got like Mexicola, Mexicola Grande, um, and I think Poncho. Okay. But we'll, we're going to have a total of six different varieties when the next batch comes in. Okay. Cool. Uh, and what else? Anything? Uh, we got spinach and we yeah, got we uh, onions. broccoli and Onion. onions. Definitely time to get your onions out. We did. Potatoes? We did do we still do? Uh, potatoes will come in on our uh, spring shipment of bulbs, so probably late this month, early next oh, month. Oh, good. Okay. I had someone ask me about that, too. Ask the guys from Millburgers about potatoes. So I'm, I'm asking. He didn't really talk like that. I you just, didn't? No, I just I gave yeah, him we, that. We did. to the hop street. Yes, he was. Yeah, right. we, we checked, too, to see that the, there were larkspur seeds, and they're still uh, still available on the rack. There's there. a few in there, yeah. No, are they? Yeah. Good. Out of blue bonnet seed, though. Yeah. All right. And we're out of the, uh, we, we have Larkspur transplants. We do? Don't, I mean, not Larkspur. No. Um, <laughs> Poppy. Poppy. So oh, having yeah. problem, have trouble with all three of those getting mixed up. Um, so we got the Poppy, still got the Poppy transplants, but the, the blue bonnets are, are all out, out in gardens, right? Yeah. So. And on the poppies, we're going to talk to Greg at 1 o'clock, so we'll learn more about them. But we have the ones that he'll be talking about, the Aggie Maroon. Poppies. If I'm not up here, can you uh, can you find out when he plans on having a burnt orange one? I will ask. Yeah, okay. Milton will That'll ask. just anger Greg. Okay. When he's going to have the what? Burnt, 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 orange. The burnt, burnt orange. Oh, poppies. yeah. <laughs> I'll ask him. I think we should. Then I'll take the heat for it, too. <laughs> 
Oh, you don't have what else having. Better you than me. I guess that's right. Okay. Seems only fair. (laughs) All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. We'll talk to James right after this at 930 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And we're going to talk about a little something other than plants right now. We're going to talk about blood supplies in San Antonio. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has put out the call and blood is in critically low supply. So how can you help? Millburgers is having their quarterly blood drive Saturday, January 26th. That's next Saturday over at Millburgers. And you can be a part of it by just coming out between 10 and 1.30. Now, Millburgers has doubled the incentive, giving you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, of course, has nice gifts for you, too, when you donate blood. Here's a tip, too. Just got a little time, but you want to give blood? Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, and you can register and make an appointment for the blood drive at Millburgers. So come on out. Check out MillburgerNursery.com for more details. That's MillburgerNursery.com, and we'll see you at the blood drive next Saturday at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell, self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. The Dell Wamsley Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 AM, The Answer. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher, inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world, walk the ancient temple steps, touch the western wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes, the list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. For details and to sign up, click on the Stand with Israel banner at 930amtheanswer.com. Hi, this is Barry Hagendorf with Deccan Patio Care at 822-9147. For 23 years, I specialize in sealing all types of weathered decks and patios, also creating the outside room, a combination of custom-built wooden decks and arbors, flagstone patios, outside kitchens, outside fireplaces, and water features, hence the outside room. Look out your window. Do you see a prematurely weathered gray deck? I'll clean and seal it with the best wood preservatives to a natural cedar tone. It really can look new again. Do you have a pebble stone patio driveway or pool deck? I have a process that seals and polishes the rock to a golden wet look. Or maybe you have a flagstone pool deck or patio. 
I clean to the natural color and seal out water, stopping chipping and flaking. Call 822-9147. I'd like to personally create your outside room or show you how to make your deck, fence, flagstone, or pebble stone look better than new. Call Barry Hagendorf, Deck and Patio Care. I'm in the Yellow Pages, 822-9147. Weekdays on 930 AM, The Answer are all about what's going on in the world. But the weekends are all about you. From saluting our military to what you plant in your garden, weekends are for you on 930 AM, The Answer. Our world is in a state of unrest. What will happen next? How will it affect me? Can I make a difference? Who can we turn to for answers? Well, that's simple. Turn to us. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton Wick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, sitting out on the porch here at Milberger's at 1604 and Bolverde Road, and ready to talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. It is really a pretty day out here. It's uh, nice and warm under the sun, uh, but a little crisp breeze to keep you comfortable, and so uh, come on out, and uh, you can enjoy do some shopping or just visit or just walk amongst the plants. So James is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hey there, James. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Hey, pretty nice today, man. Everything's going my way. Isn't it nice today? It's much yes, nicer sir. than it was. Uh, hey, is Trey still on the porch with you guys? Nah, he ran away. Hey, what you need to know? Uh, well, I got a question about that leather leaf fern. Um, does that have to be growing in the shade, or how does that work? A leather leaf fern, uh, it does better in the morning sun and afternoon shade. But I think uh, I think it's um, the more as the more the most sun tolerant uh, of the ferns that we have. Jerry, it can't be grown in the in the garden rows, right? It has to be shaded. Yeah, I would imagine so. Okay, and uh, you can propagate After, it afternoon shade. Yeah, that's going to be. How easy is that stuff to propagate through uh, uh, the division root division? It's it's fairly easy with root division. Uh, a and M tried to um, prop- propagate it with tissue culture uh, and didn't have very good luck with it. But uh, I, you know, you know, for growing sales of it. But uh, I, th- I think uh, by by root division, it's it's fairly easy. They're and slow that, growing. It's slow growing. Yeah. So that's that's usually done in the spring. Uh, yeah, early spring. It so, it, it makes it, it makes its main growth in the uh, in the early spring. So to grow it for a green for the the cut flowers would just be it'd be 
simpler just to buy it from somebody, right? Yeah, right, right. Okay. They 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 bring that in. They bring that in from uh, South America. Okay, then that's what we'll do. We'll just go ahead and buy it. All right. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks for calling. Yes, sir. Bye. Bye bye. All right. Two one zero. Bye. Do take care, James. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio. It's 866-308-8867. Uh, lots of uh, folks kind of pulling up. Maybe the uh, after church crowd is coming on over to Millburgers. I'm uh, still watching them kind of come from the parking lot over here. Maybe they came from the strawberries, but they did. <laughs> Man, those that strawberry is, is out. That, that's, that's yeah, people, people like strawberries. They are the, they're especially good for... Uh, young young kids to to grow. These uh, they, these merit a second look when you yeah they they hanging they nailed you. Uh, it's a big big fruit in there. I uh, I met I casually, uh, I mentioned uh, uh, possum holly because uh, Neil Sperry did a, a write up on it. At, uh, in his uh, weekly newsletter, and then it's also in uh, yesterday's paper. And uh, they talk, uh, and of course, people are noticing it now, uh, but especially if you drive through the hill country on the fence lines, the, the red bears on the fence line. And uh, if you buy, if you want one for your landscape, uh, it's winter hardy throughout Texas. It grows uh, 12 to 14 feet tall and 8 to 10 feet wide. Uh, the so, growth habit is somewhat like a tree-form crepe myrtle. Uh, used as an accent tree near the entry or at the corner of the house, plant 8 to 12 feet out from the house. There's several selections. It seems like uh, I've seen a lot of them grown in landscapes that don't get that large. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it, it, out on the fence lines, uh, in, in rock, real rocky soil, that they tend to not get as big. But if you if you watering them and uh, uh, fertilizing them in a landscape. I imagine they're going to get pretty big. Only they're male and female plants, so uh, only female plants produce berries. So either buy one with fruit, or buy the named cultivar Warren Red, and that's what uh, Trey said that they have here. Uh, berries ripen in November and persist until the cedar wax wings clear them out in late winter. And guess who's in town? Oh, they're in town. They are, oh. yeah. They've, uh, I noticed that uh, I didn't see them on the uh, Paracantha. Yeah. But I saw the the mockingbirds have started to harvest some of the Paracantha. Is too. that right? Yeah. And uh, I, I suspect it's the same for the uh, for, for the possum. Possum. But, yeah, the cedar waxwings are. And they're they're they in my neighborhood they are feeding on the ligustrum at this point. Uh, you grow them in sun or part sun. Best 
best fruit production comes in the summer. Uh, they're adapted to a wide range of soil, and no special bed preparation is required. Are they, they as easy to use uh, in, I mean, to uh, manipulate in terms of pruning as the regular uh, yopon? Yeah, yeah. So you could you can uh, shape them the way you want. Yeah, right? absolutely. No particular insects or diseases. Uh, so uh, every everybody's high. Uh, the uh, the uh, uh, deciduous uh, uh, the deciduous holly, which is uh, possum holly, uh, was uh, Lady Bird Johnson's favorite tree uh, and, and because you can see them growing along the, on the ranch up in uh, Johnson City and uh, it's 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 been a very pop it's really a very popular tree it's it's kind of hard to uh, that's I was surprised that Trace had uh, that many selection uh, or that many uh uh, plants uh, here because uh, they've been they're kind of slow to propagate and uh, we we played around with them a little bit uh, 20 years ago 20 30 years ago but uh, this worn red seems to be the most commonly available uh, variety now and it's a it's a female clone now uh, I might get some feedback on this, but uh, I'm, I'm, it, it, uh, you only you only in other words you plant you plant female plant like Warren Red, and you have to have a pollinator somewhere around. And I've I've, I've often been asked is regular holly a pollinator for deciduous holly and I, I always say it is I think it is but uh, we'll ask Greg he's, uh, he's done a lot of work with uh, deciduous holly and uh, like I said he's even named one after me but it's not on the market yet okay well we'll talk to Greg we'll about ask that. about it and uh, the berry is larger than Warren's red huh so we'll see how, how, how when, he's going, when he's going to get that on the market. Yeah, we'll push him a little bit. There you go. All right. And so what uh, Jerry's talking about is Greg Grant, uh, formerly, was he county horticulturist? Yeah. He was. Here. Just San before San, me. In San Antonio. Okay. Well, he will be on the air with us. He's now in? Tyler. Tyler. Okay. Thank you. Tyler, Texas. Yeah. So he's Okay. So we'll talk to him in just about... About two minutes right after this, 210-308-8867. Wait a minute, have you got him on the phone? Not yet. <laughs> this is 930 AM, The Answer, KLUP, Terrell Hills, San Antonio. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Michael Harrington. While Democrats are rejecting President Trump's latest offer to end the partial government shutdown, Utah Senator Mitt Romney says he thinks a compromise really could be worked out. Democrats have voted for border fence in the past. We have some 600 miles of border fence now. 
And the president has indicated he's willing to give DACA individuals the right to stay in the country legally. So on policy, it strikes me like there's not a big gap. Mr. Trump's offer would extend temporary protections for young people brought to the U.S. illegally and for people who fled disaster zones. In exchange, he would get the $5 billion he needs for the border wall, a vote coming in the Senate on Tuesday. A major winter storm is bringing some of the coldest temperatures of the season and foul weather to New England today. Nearly 2,000 flights canceled across the country, with Boston's Logan Airport being one of the hardest hit, according to FlightAware. California Governor Newsom says safety, reliability, and affordability are his big concerns as he looks at a likely bankruptcy of the state's largest utility. Newsom has sought to assure the public that Pacific Gas and Electric's potential bankruptcy won't result in power shutoffs. Unlike the utility's 2001 bankruptcy amid California's energy crisis, the utility is now facing bankruptcy due to massive liabilities from deadly wildfires. The Democratic governor says protecting victims of the wildfires and ratepayers is a top priority for his new administration, but he hasn't decided on any action. He says staving off the bankruptcy filing is ideal, but it may not be possible. He says PG&E has not been a trusted player in the past. Jeremy House reporting. The African Union says it has postponed its urgent mission to Congo planned for tomorrow after the country's constitutional court did not heed its unprecedented request to delay the final results of the disputed presidential election. The AU is not congratulating the declared winner. More on these stories at townhall.com. Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. We're going to talk to Greg Grant in just a second about the Aggie Maroon uh, poppies uh, that Greg has helped introduce here in San Antonio. But I got to tell you, before we do that, uh, Jerry, uh, I was nibbling on one of those satsumas you brought in. Yeah, I think those are the best satsumas I have ever tasted. They were they were incredible. They're one and of the juicy and sweet. Yeah, oh man, they're one of the sweetest. I mean, uh, it's a kitsy. If you can't have, if you can't get these somewhere, that's that's just a shame. Yeah, it is just a shame, a shame because they are wonderful satsumas. Most, most people like them quite a bit. I I can imagine. I don't think they've. You, I don't think you've grown better. Yeah. What, yeah, what, 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 yeah. All right. Yes. What is he going to ask for? <laughs> All right. So <laughs> yesterday we had Cito. Yeah, that was good. And then today we, we're having a kitsy. Okay. Oh, very good. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Greg Grant is on the line. Going to talk to us about those uh, Aggie Maroon poppies. How are you doing, Greg? Doing good. Thank you, sir. All my peeps on one show. This is impressive. <laughs> this is. Hey, so um, uh, let's see. Where do we start on this? Um, we've been talking, I got. I guess, now for the past three weeks. When did your article come out, Calvin? I guess it was uh, three weeks ago. We talked about larks for blue bonnets and the uh, new maroon Aggie, Greg, and we gave him. Everybody, your instructions concerning the uh, culling out the red and uh, and if, and and of course, really emphasis on the uh, burnt orange. If any of those appeared, yeah, exactly. Be, so. Yeah, they pulled out. Oh man, that hurts. Want <laughs> <laughs> to put the burnt so, into the burnt orange? If that appears. <laughs> oh, see, I told you not to bring that up, until Greg. You're just going to get angry. <laughs> <laughs> 
You've angered him. stable, so there shouldn't be any, any problem. <laughs> but just in case, you want to keep them double in, in the room by roguing out the culls if there are any. Tell us a little bit about him. Like, what, what's what's the story behind him? How'd you find him? And uh, kind of what, what the hope is. Well, a number of years uh-huh. ago, Jerry and I were riding around in the hill country in Johnson City, if I remember correctly, and there was a yard full of beautiful double red poppies, I mean blood red. And so we stopped, as we normally do, and I'm at the door asking permission and offering <laughs> cash and my firstborn and everything if I could have some seed. And While Jerry is over. picking and collecting. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So Jerry's <laughs> over there you know, harvesting seed out of somebody's yard. And uh, so for years, I grew this really pretty double red poppy, just deep, deep red. And then one year behind the house, a single maroon one popped up. And, uh, of course, being a good Aggie, I immediately thrashed out all the, the red ones and left the one maroon one and planted seed of that and did Jerry's old technique of bulking and roguing where you pull out the bad ones, keep the ones you like, and it was just a matter of no time for it to stabilize into a nice uh, burgundy maroon poppy. Are there, they're all are there pretty, pe- but the most important thing is in addition to having the color, is you don't want to mix doubles and singles because they'll revert back to singles too. So it's a really, oh. really double thing. So cool. Well, we've got them here, and there's the six packs, and then the the ones in the two and a half inch pot. The interesting thing is they they look kind of weedy. They're they're not they're not real pretty. I I don't imagine until they bloom or they. Yeah, they're they're not pretty when they're. Young, they're not pretty when they're going to seed. They're only pretty when when they bloom, and then they're just about as spectacular as any any flower you can have. So it's kind of typical of a of a reseeding. And you know, y'all cause quite a stir because these things aren't released anywhere else in the world, and so everybody's pesting the crap out of me uh, oh, seed and stuff because there's no source of them except in San Antonio on the planet, and so. Oh it's wow! On Facebook and all these things, and of course, everybody, it's got my name. It doesn't have Jerry's name or home phone number. Or anything. So, yeah, everybody's pestering me about it now. Cause, yeah. Oh, sorry about that, we, Greg. I think we can blame blame David Rodriguez for causing this. There you go. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. Exactly. Hey, let's do that. Yeah. In fact, in fact, if we could find a few more things to blame David for before the end of the interview, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm sure we can. <laughs> did you have a? Didn't you? This is Parsons. Uh, did you have oh, a? Yeah, uh, I'm quite familiar with the voice. Thank you. Oh, okay. Didn't you have uh, a maroon I night in my dreams? As a matter of fact. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> didn't you have a maroon poppy when you were in San Antonio over here in front of your house? No, that that would have been just the the. The deep red version, so because you know oh, okay. colors, so I'm sure it looked maroon to you, but it was, it was just a, a blood red, and so this came out oh. of that. Oh, okay, okay, yep. So, so same, so, same, same seed source, but just a different, different color. Yeah, right. So, so if we plant them now, we can get them now here in San Antonio and only San Antonio, thanks to David Rodriguez. Um, so about how long before they start coming up and I can I, I put well, mine in a course. I put mine in a container. I hope that was okay. I wonder why you don't think they're attractive. The foliage. Yeah. Well, uh, of course they're kind of you know, they're, they're better grown grown outside in the cold weather which keeps them oh, real good. compact. And then uh, of course as a as a transplant, I'm sure they were grown in a in a greenhouse and 
Right. Uh, so they probably probably look a little more lettucey and lush than than they should. So the key is once the uh, once of course you want to have them spaced out about a foot apart. Oh, and then they'll make okay. a, a flower, and then that flower will go to seed, and you'll have a little pod that looks like a little uh, salt and pepper shaker. And each pod's going to have shoot hundred seed in there. So, and so even if you don't have the greatest plant this year, the key is that that seed, just like on blue bonnets and, and larkspur. And then you let that. You need to save it in the refrigerator once it dries in a Ziploc bag or jar or something. And by about October, it needs to be back on the on the ground. You need to let them naturally fall, or you can seed them yourself. But each year, when they seed out in the ground and stay outside in the cold, they'll be better looking plants. And then they bolt in the spring, just like a blue bonnet when it warms up. The days get long. And uh, the problem in the future will be keeping them thinned out because if they're thick, they'll be spindly. And if you're spaced out six oh. inches or a foot, they'll be nice big plants with multiple flowers on there. So they're planted from seed in October. Exactly like a blue bonnet. Oh, just like a blue bonnet. Okay. Yep. First rain, first cold front. That's when they when they want to come up on the ground. Okay. Cool. Good to know. And this this would be, not be this transplant would not not be uh, does it not be desirable to plant it into your uh, opium poppy field or your uh, other ice your other poppies. Uh, California poppies. poppy. Yeah. Yeah. Well. You it's want, not going to cross any other huh? poppy, but if, but if you got uh, if you got single poppies of the same species out there, uh, then they would wouldn't mix, and it'll file up the color, and it'll file up the, the flower form. So best best to isolate it, just like doing a colored colored blue bonnet. Yeah. Okay, Jerry. But if you, you don't mind it mixing, maybe you want to have different colors. That's okay. But if you want to keep it yeah. maroon, better keep it keep them by themselves with nothing but maroons and, and doubles. So what happens after this season, are, are, so that you don't catch hell again? Will people in San Antonio is the hope that they'll be gathering seed and, and absolutely Jeremy selling them on the on the black or the maroon market after this, and so from here, on, from here on out we'll put his name and phone number on there, and I won't have to worry about it. So. Maybe we get John Thomas to sell them. Exactly. If well, Jerry knows, I like I like introducing stuff. I don't like. Fiddling with it after oh, okay. that, so it, it, I've passed cool. it off to y'all now. So, yeah. All right. Well, I'm testing it. So if I can grow it, we we can pretty much figure that the the average. Since <laughs> I consider myself to be the uh, not quite average no. gardener. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're below average, but I, I still think <laughs> you can grow it. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say that. Thanks, Greg. Uh, it's hard to understand why anyone could get Greg after you. after twenty after twenty years, he's uh, improved quite a bit. Yeah, you'd be surprised. Yeah, just think where you started. So, you know, at, at this rate, man. <laughs> uh, well, well you know, we've done that. Uh, uh, Oscar Okras, where I tell people uh, I'm going to give them seed one year and uh, I'm not going to give them seed next year, so they better save their own seed. It's, is yeah, that the way? Great. Is that the way you're working this uh, poppy deal? Yeah, because I, words, because I gave all my seed out at the extension horticulture retreat, so all the extension horticulturists uh, have it, and I don't now. So yeah, everybody's in charge okay. of it now. Okay. So you better keep it looking we, good, double and maroon too. Don't give me any yeah. crap back. So, so we need um, need people to save seeds. Is what yep. I'm saying. And it if makes we, a bunch we, of seeds, so it's a good. Yeah. Thing. So hit, it's a seeder. 
And so uh, we need our audience uh, to get these transplants. And uh, I think they'll be available at the rodeo. Oh, good. Okay. As, as well as Bell Burgers uh, has them. Nursery. They're pretty out here. Yeah. And uh, grow them out in there. Uh, full like sun. Full sun. Full sun. Full sun. Okay. And uh, let them go to seed. And then when the, the little seed pot turns uh, kind of yellowish or orangish or whatever. It'll turn kind before. of tan color, but the main thing is there's a little ring of holes around the top. When they pop open, you can harvest that seed and dump them out. Oh, there. okay. Even if it's greenish, once those little holes pop open, you can just pour the seed out like pouring pepper out of a shaker. Yeah. Oh, I got you. Wow. Okay. But you got to get it. Uh, you got to watch it. I, 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 when, the, when the seed turns the pod turns brown, and like yeah, he says, it, that the good thing is they're standing straight up. So even if it's completely brown, they don't spill out until you yeah bend yeah. it over, turn it upside down. But so they, they do they do months. spill out if you jar the plant when you're getting oh, yeah. the, cutting the seed yep. pod. Oh, okay. Yep, you got to hold them upright. So when I collect them, I usually <laughs> cut them and then I put them upside down in a in a paper bag and let them you know, oh, pour out or even a five gallon bucket, and then I clean them later. So. Yeah. But anyway, so ever uh, everybody, if you want maroon, the mar- if you like the maroon poppy, and uh, you wanted to uh, want it to be available next year, yeah, it's kind of like the Rio Grande. Yeah, it's kind of like Rio Grande gold pepper. Uh, you're gonna have to save us some seed. Okay, because yeah, old Greg so is married now, has three cats, five dogs, and a new <laughs> boss, and so he's not farming seed anymore. So. <laughs> oh, okay, well, this could yeah. be it. How many? Yeah, he's do you really have that many animals? Now. Oh yeah, yeah. I've, Does yeah. he? Does, How many? Did he say three children? Uh, no. he said three cats, five <laughs> dogs. Hey, not, not that you know about, but did <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, two, four, what something like say? that. You, you were going to ask a question about Paracantha, too. Oh, uh, yeah. So we can, Jerry has a couple of questions for you on uh, yeah, uh, horticulture. Talking, talking to Greg Grant, former horticulture uh, culturist yeah, with, the, well, yeah, with, the, with the extension service. But what well, is, he still is. But, but yeah, he is. Just so that's with right. County I'm, yeah. I'm, back, I'm back to stay. So you can yeah, talk yeah, to yeah. Get rid on me. So. And you can find, as we keep asking questions, you can find more about Greg um, uh, on Facebook. Is that the that the main place that people can go, Greg Grant's Gardens? Yeah, they can go to Greg Grant Gardens on Facebook. And I've got a blog at arborgate.com called Greg's okay. Ramblings, of all things. Oh, and then I write in every issue of Texas Gardener Magazine, a, a column called In Greg's Garden. So and plenty then a, of soup a, out there with a me. A number, number of wonderful books. Yeah, we've been bragging on yeah. your books all holiday season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how yeah. how long did it take you to develop uh, this maroon poppy? Oh, how many years? I mean, to get enough seed to pass out, probably yeah. ten years, but probably a you know probably about three right. years to get it stabilized and, and cleaned up. Of course, you know, having one plant doesn't cut it. You got to have a, a yeah. Pound of seed and something to spread around. So, so you got about five years invested in this thing, or long? Well, now if you count when you and I started with the first plant, that'd be about thirty years, and so you <laughs> really go back to the beginning. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was figuring. Yeah, 
I, I, so I just wanted to make our audience understand that uh, this doesn't happen. These overnight. things don't happen overnight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, so anyway, that, anyway like, like went, everything Jerry ever did, it, it was a labor of love, and so that's why we do that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, everybody's clamoring for the uh, Parsons Possum Hall. I can't tell you Uh-oh. the number of calls we've had. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. I guess we, we having having trouble with sources, aren't we? Yeah, nobody nobody is propagating that yet. No, we, you know we handed it to Greenlands and to a color spot, but uh, we have to try again. So that's the. Uh, yeah, but you got you got the original tree, right? Oh yeah, I I still got the tree. So good. Um, uh, uh, Possum Hall was written up in the newspaper this week, and uh, then Neil Sperry did a deal on, uh, on Possum Hall, and it, it, I take his weekly newsletter. Yeah, I saw that. So. And uh, he he did a deal, a nice deal on Possum Hall. And well, nobody mentioned asked, Parsons Pride Possum Hall, or what we call the PP <laughs> Possum Hall. There you go. <laughs> uh, I just asked, uh, does Millburger have uh, possum hall plants? They have about well, five gallons and, uh, what do you say, tw- uh, 15 gallons? Yeah, I'm not sure. F- 10 or 15 gallons. And uh, the question always comes up, is, of course, the, the plants are male and female. Right. So if you get a, a worn... A red possum hall, holly, whether that's the female. Yep. Will All I, the our, are, are female. Yeah. Will I? Will our regular? Uh, you our regular hollies uh, pollinate that? Yeah, I have never seen a possum hall holly not set fruit. So if you go back to Fred Golly's holly book, I remember even multiple different species can pollinate each other so i've never seen an issue with a, okay. with a possum all not setting fruit in texas so either we've got that many possum malls out there or other species are, are doing it because i've never seen one not set fruit yeah i remember you had you were testing them at uh, uh when you were at uh, color spot or lone star yeah and i eventually you remember that different different kinds yeah yeah and, it's, and it's, it's uh, you were ha- having all different kinds of seeing if they'd set berries Yep, and uh, I've never seen one not set berries. Okay, that's good. That answers that question. Yep. That's a good plant. It is a good plant. It'll tolerate acid, alkaline, wet, dry, huh. good bird foods, native, drought tolerance. So it's, it's a good one. Yeah, it's good. good wildlife feed, too. Cool. Yep. Hey, Greg, you working on any books, anything uh, that's coming out soon? No, mostly I, I Jerry will appreciate this. Writing a weekly column right now is killing me. So oh. it comes up like it comes up like once a week, and so that's, nah. that's <laughs> I managed to get my weekly column written, my blog written, and my magazine article written, and a master gardening newsletter written. So the next book I have to be out to retirement or I'm hit by a bus. Okay. So uh, yeah, and then just if you Google your name and. Uh, horticulturist. It, it's uh, not you... the basketball player. There's another guy out there say... named Greg Grant, too, so <laughs> that's not me. I was going to say, man, <laughs> you are I'm busy. Sure it's, uh, <laughs> it's, not, it's not me. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you for visiting with us, man. Yeah, yeah thanks you're very for... welcome. Always enjoy Anything... talking to you guys. Yeah, and I know thanks San Antonio. Thanks for sharing uh, your new plant with us. 
I will. You're uh, very welcome. So I, I owe y'all a bunch of them. So I'll send you pictures of the uh, of how I do with my my one that I bought. All right, um, if that doesn't work, go get some plastic plants and tab on there, and I'll, I'll accept that too. So. All right. Anything else you want to talk about? It you talked about. Do you want to talk about dogs, cats, marriage? Anything else? No, I'm Just pretty keep... sure we're going to have to have therapy on that. So we'll do that. Another uh, time. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dogs do you have now, Greg? Uh, five five dogs. Matter of fact, I'm laying next to a smelly German Shepherd right now. So oh, Jules, oh, I... Jules the German Shepherd. So. The terrier man now has a horse in the house with him. So. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, yeah, that's okay. Used, I'm an animal lover. The Jack Russell was that's what you used to have, right? Or rat terrier? I've still got Jack, those too. So yeah, they're like We're five dogs in one, aren't they? Yeah, and and uh, I sleep back with at cats the station now too. So. Back in their station, they're t- that they're talking about your photography. You want to touch on that too? Are you my doing, photography? You, yeah. Is it good or bad? It's good. Oh, okay. No, I, I, yeah. I learned from Jerry if you take enough pictures, every now and then one turns out good. So there you go. Pictures, okay. So. That's the great thing about digital photography. You can take a thousand. Look, I got a good one. So. <laughs> yep. Cool. Thanks, Greg. Good visiting All right. With you, y'all man. have a good one. Good talking to you. All right. You thanks for calling. Bye-bye. 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 Sure. Bye-bye. All right. 210-308-8867, and uh, if you want to find out more what's going on with Greg, go to the Facebook, uh, Greg Grant's Garden, and uh, you see it, Greg does uh, terrific posts about what's going on in his world and uh, shares information that he's got. He's a great writer, fun to read. Uh, he's got all kinds of books and stuff, so you'll enjoy that uh, as well. And uh, you can tell he's a lot of fun. got a lot of good gardening spirit, as they say. I don't know how you do five dogs and three cats. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do one dog and two cats, and that, that's, that's enough to worry out. So we'll take a quick break while we do. Uh, give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And we're going to talk about a little something other than plants right now. We're going to talk about blood supplies in San Antonio. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has put out the call and blood is in critically low supply. So how can you help? Millburgers is having their quarterly blood drive Saturday, January 26th. That's next Saturday over at Millburgers. And you can be a part of it by just coming out between 10 and 1.30. Now, Millburgers has doubled the incentive, giving you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, of course, has nice gifts for you, too, when you donate blood. Here's a tip, too. Just got a little time, but you want to give blood? Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, and you can register and make an appointment for the blood drive at Millburgers. So come on out. Check out MillburgerNursery.com for more details. That's MillburgerNursery.com, and we'll see you at the blood drive next Saturday at 1604 on Bull Road. This is Lance Hoppus. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for The God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded. A call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life. A call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments, and Bill of Rights, which we were given 
from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 9:30am.theanswer.com. If you're looking to replace the windows in your home, Advanced Custom Windows has a great deal for you. Purchase a voucher valued at $17,100 for the marketplace value price of $10,000. Minimum 12 windows and a maximum of 18. See clearly from your home thanks to Advanced Custom Windows. Additional windows can be purchased at an additional cost. At the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now, here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. By now, you've heard or seen the Gillette Razor commercial that depicts one of feminism's stereotypes about men. In the ad, men are lined up behind barbecue grills. In another scene, boys fight with each other and are eventually separated. Then there are boys who look more like girls than boys. Draw your own conclusions from that one. There's been an assault on masculinity and what it means to be male since the 1960s. Remember when feminists advocated giving girls trucks and boys dolls, thinking this would help eradicate the difference between male and female? It didn't. It's all part of the same effort to emasculate men and make them subservient to women. Where in modern culture is the man who is a faithful and loving husband, a good father to his children, and who displays integrity in all he does? absent. Instead, we get predatory males, rapists, adulterers, and worse, if that's possible, on TV and in movies. At the same time, the feminists disparage men. Many complain they can't find men who will commit to them. You can't have it both ways. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. So Alexa is making everyone's life easier. Now you can ask her to turn on your lights or play your favorite radio station. And of course, that's 9.30 a.m. The answer. We've got the answers you need every day through Alexa or at 9.30 a.m. The answer. Every day, every minute, news is breaking. Stories are being updated. Lives are being changed. So stay ahead of the curve and get the right information you need every day. 9.30 a.m. The answer. 9.30 a.m. Theanswer.com. Stick with us. You won't miss a thing. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, 210-308-8867. And the Satsuma talk, that was for Greg's benefit. Uh, I didn't even I didn't even hear um, we, how'd the interview go. Oh, no, no. You were asking why I was being so complimentary. Uh, he, Greg's a big Satsuma fan. Oh, yeah. So I was sort of poking him that he couldn't get them, and we had them right here in front of us. Oh, yeah. Enjoying them, yeah. By the box. He didn't him. bite at all. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, so... Uh, that no, went really well. We we what, wrapped up and what did he? Uh, what about the parrot? All right, I think we're back up. All right, yay! Okay, hey, sorry about that, everybody. Um, we had a little power outage here at Millburgers, and that kind of took all our equipment. And that wasn't we, even your fault, Mill. No, I, I can't. <laughs> no, he came. It even and, knocked the service station out. Yeah, the service station went out too. The uh, the Valero or the Circle K was out as well. So uh, that was weird. Well, hopefully that won't happen again. You That's know, what happened when you do remote. Yeah, that is what happened. Or when you interview Greg. Yeah. 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 Okay. Whew. 
Well, good to be back good, on. Good it didn't go out during Greg's interview. <laughs> we would have blamed him. For yes, it would have. And Greg would have never let us forget it either. Yeah. All right. Well, you were. Uh, I missed it. Yeah, I missed yeah, part of the. You were talking. You missed the end of the interview. Well, they had a gardener come in with uh, uh, some issues. Uh, she, one of her viburnums was, she thought, was uh, dying back. Base and of course we discussed the weather this past. Yeah, year. that looked like freeze damage on it. That's the, yeah. What well, I could was see. A, well, part of it was the bougainvillea too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. it definitely froze. Yeah, I told her that she she couldn't expect it to do any repairing until oh, April yeah. or so. Yeah. And to get it inside. And the other the other was uh, that well, the, well there's no not much repairing going on on the, even the viburnum. It's, it was a 19-year-old by by Oh, okay. That her uh, the landscaper went ahead and cut way back, and she hasn't uh, perked up or filled in, and and so she's just going to have to wait and see what yeah, happens this yeah, spring. Yeah, wait, wait till spring. He cut it back too early. Yeah. Should have waited to February. Yeah, and then, of course, and this was a typical kind of thing that we see all the time, Jerry, too, when you... It's not plants not performing the way you expect. You change. You quite often we see a whole bunch of fertilizer added. Or in her, <laughs> in her case, she went to uh, watering more often. Yeah. And of course, viburnum doesn't. In the summertime, you can water all you want for viburnum, but it does not. Uh, in the winter time, especially the, the this this winter and this fall. They don't need him. They haven't needed any extra water, and and there was a uh, a new symptom appearing. Those dead ends that almost looked like a, a soggy soil. Kind yeah. Of. But the key there is, as you mentioned, the key there is just be patient and see what happens this spring, and then react. Yeah. To, to what, what, once the soil is cold like it is now. That that new growth is not going to occur until uh, until the soil temperature warms. I know I notice a lot of people cutting back their uh, uh, Asian jasmine, uh, which is a good idea uh, if if you want to thicken it up and get it off the get you know get it in bounds so to speak. But uh, uh, we tell, we say do do that in uh, mid to late February, uh, and that then you won't have to look at the uh, dead stubble uh, for very long before spring will green it up again. Well, and the birds will applaud you too for leaving it there for a little while longer. Yeah, so yeah. they can uh, go after insects and use it for shelter and uh-huh. everything they do. But yeah, it's hard. It's hard to be patient. Uh, oh yeah, especially the, on days like this. Mm-hmm. You expect things to be green and growing, but uh, the soil temperature is what's keeping everything back, holding well, everything back. Now, as we've heard, and I've started to see the uh, peach trees, the buds are yeah. Uh, so they're they're getting ready. In some cases, well, I, it's no problem. I don't think if you uh, went ahead and started your your pruning now in commercial orchards it probably already started that they generally take all of january through march to get everything ready but again target is february for the fruit right. trees and uh 
diagrams on plantanswers.com right, right. if you need them. Peach, peach trees are pretty forgiving. Yeah. But uh, grapes, uh, you take a lot of a lot of wood off grapes, and if uh, you, people are kind of people are kind of torn between whether to do it before February or wait till uh, mid to late February. If you wait till mid to late February, uh, a lot of times they'll they'll shed water. They'll bleed. Uh, after you make the cut, and that, re- and I mean, a lot of water comes out of those things. I've never and, seen it, and, and uh, people get real upset over it. Yeah, that. I've ne- never seen anybody that's done their first first pruning on grapes that's ever done all, all the cuts. That they, oh, yeah. Or if they do, it's just like you you mentioned they they have this trauma, you know, and you can't oh, sleep. Oh, yeah. Did I cut off too much? Then of course, once they start growing, yeah, fill back, fill back in. Yeah, you realize that those you, you could never cut off too much on a grape there. Yeah, they just grow and grow and grow. So anyway, that's uh, that's about the time to do it. Uh, I want to before we run out of time, I want to war- uh, mention to everybody that uh, the garden volunteers group is not. Uh, not having their meeting on okay. the third Monday like they usually do. Thanks for bringing that up. Good. Uh, which be, is, be, be uh, easy, next, to, easy to coming, get parking. It's tomorrow. Yeah, you'd, it'd be easy to get parking, but there would just yeah, be no program. Yeah. <laughs> but instead, they're going to have a meeting on uh, the 28th, which... Uh, it's a week from, week from Monday. A week, uh, week from Monday. They postponed it a week. And uh, for for talks uh, there, and they meet at the San Antonio Botanical Garden. No, the San Garden Antonio Center. Garden Center. I'm sorry. I always get those confused. Uh, but they're going to meet at the San, San Antonio Garden Center from 12, begins at uh, 12 p.m. and goes to about 3 and they're going to have uh, a representative of the Phil Harburger Park Conservancy speak to speak on the history of the park and current activities that are being held there. Uh, of course, uh, it's located on uh, Wordbach Parkway between Blanco and Northwest Military. And the park hosts many many gardening related uh, activities year round. Uh, but that's that's not where the meeting is. No, no, Me- that, that's just where garden. it is. Yeah, the meeting's at the, the garden. Uh, the, center. the meeting gonna be at the garden center, San Antonio Garden Center of, of Funston and thirty three ten on North New Braunfels. And then the second speaker is. Uh, General Manager uh, George Wiseman and uh, Administrator Emily Green to discuss their vision uh, on how we can be good stewards of our resources as a gardening community. And they're they're they're, they're uh, from the Trinity Glen Rose Aquifer, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, they're they're they're. Uh, They'll be real interesting. They're both good speakers, and they've 
been involved. They've, they've, they've done a lot of work. Millburgers has done a lot of work with them because they're responsible for the aquifer up in this area. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and uh, so they and they have a nice they have a nice website and they've used a lot of our material on their Good. website. Uh, and plus, they have an active education program. A lot of it's in cooperation with the San Antonio Water System. That should be pretty interesting. Yeah, and that uh, uh, Harburger Park too is just a. Uh, it's got a, it's yeah, an interesting that's, history. That's a real treasure. Yeah, plus it's got a, an exciting future. There's all kinds of neat things mm-hmm. they're planning to do there. So that that should be an interesting program. And I, as always, you can uh, sign up to get involved with the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas. Mm-hmm. and they'll, they'll have a whole bunch of programs and events you can participate in. And you can be as active or, or as... Uh, limited in your involvement as you as you want to but uh, yeah. a lot of fun activities plus things where you can learn a lot and you can get your tools sharpened by yep. the, uh, dr tom harris dr fix it dr tools dr what was it dr sharpen it dr <laughs> sharpen it yes <laughs> but anyway that's not this that's not tomorrow that's a week from tomorrow 28th yeah 28th all right, let's take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Uh, more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And we're going to talk about a little something other than plants right now. We're going to talk about blood supplies in San Antonio. The South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has put out the call and blood is in critically low supply. So how can you help? Millburgers is having their quarterly blood drive Saturday, January 26th. That's next Saturday over at Millburgers. And you can be a part of it by just coming out between 10 and 1.30. Now, Millburgers has doubled the incentive, giving you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, of course, has nice gifts for you, too, when you donate blood. Here's a tip, too. Just got a little time, but you want to give blood? Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website, and you can register and make an appointment for the blood drive at Millburgers. So come on out. Check out MillburgerNursery.com for more details. That's MillburgerNursery.com, and we'll see you at the blood drive next Saturday at 1604 on Boulevard Road. Attention. This is a special announcement to Americans struggling with $10,000 or more in credit card debt, personal loans, collection accounts, or medical bills. Call National Debt Relief right now to see if you qualify for the Debt Reset Program. With this program, your debt balance and monthly payments may be reduced while you become debt-free in just 24 to 48 months. Avoid decades of painful minimum credit card payments and the serious consequences of bankruptcy. National Debt Relief has already helped more than 100,000 Americans become debt-free, is A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau, and has received more than 30,000 five-star reviews. Call National Debt Relief now to speak to a certified debt relief specialist to see if you qualify for the Debt Reset Program. There are no upfront costs, and they don't earn a penny until your debt is successfully resolved. Call 800-643-2747. 800-643-2747. That's 800-643-2747. 
If you're listening to this station, I can tell we have a few things in common. You care about this country, your family, and your faith. My name is Dixie Bishop, owner of Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We'd like the privilege of serving you when you have a plumbing problem. That's what the diagnostics is all about. With our skilled licensed plumbers and leak detection technology, we can find that hidden leak that's affecting your foundation or turning your yard into a swamp. We at Texas Plumbing Diagnostics are not on commission. Our flat rate pricing will cover it all. And of course, we do it all, from water heaters and softeners to stopped up drains and new gas lines. See why Angie's List has given us the Super Service Award seven years in a row. Or read our testimonials at our website, tpdtx.com. Call us at 210-698-9790. That's 210-698-9790. Texas Plumbing Diagnostics. We respond to your emergency. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. I need your abilities to get us all out of here. In the movie Glass, psychologist Dr. Ellie Staple has the difficult challenge of curing three individuals who believe they have superpowers. But one of them has plans to let the world see what superpower really looks like. This M. Night Shyamalan movie thoughtfully wrestles with themes of belief and self-actualization as it deconstructs our cultural fascination with superheroes. But the movie can also be a bit confusing for non-fans of past picks in the trilogy. And there's profanity and deadly violence to be aware of here. So I'll give Glass a two and a half out of five for family friendliness. For more, check out PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olaszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio, it's 866-308-8867. Give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Yes, okay. Sir. What? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah? I want to uh, again mention uh, Calvin's wonderful article in yesterday's paper about uh, oak wilt on your oak trees. A lot of people concerned about it. A lot of people want the right information. And a lot of people are getting some wrong information from some other people around town here. Uh, If you don't take the paper and you didn't get to see this article... Uh, you can get on the web and go to the Texas Forest Service website, which is texasoakwilt.org. And one word. That's texasoakwilt, W-I-L-T, dot org. And uh, see all the, uh, the, the uh, approved information on oak wilt. And uh, the one the one paragraph I like in uh, in Calvin's article here says, "Beware of claims by some firms or radio personnel that their products and our therapy will prevent or cure oak wilt 
by providing needed nutrients and re- relieving the stresses of a challenging environment. That's a, that's a key sentence in that whole article. Uh, although it is desirable for trees to have access to an improved environment, there is no scientific proof. That's the, that's the bottom line. No scientific proof that such treatments will control oak wilt disease. Now, I've worked with Dr. Gerald Johnson, a retired plant pathologist for back when they were calling uh, oak wilt oak decline. They originally called it oak decline. And uh, there were people back then claiming that uh, this increased the nutrient uh, nutrients to the tree, to the affected tree, or possibly getting the affected tree, and it will cure the problem. It will solve the problem. And that is absolutely wrong. After 30 or 40 years of research, uh, there is no cure for uh, to cure oak wilt except for the... Uh, Pressurized, uh, pressurized uh, chemical treatment, or trenching to to treat the disease. Yeah, and they are just, of course, the prevention is the easiest. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you just want to you know paint those wounds, uh, and then to stop its spread, you got to break that root connection between live oak trees, and that's where the trenching comes in. Yeah, because all all live oaks are most live oaks are connected. Yeah. And uh, in mots, once, once it starts, 100 to 200 feet a year, it can move. And we've experienced that in many neighborhoods in San Antonio and, of course, in the hill country all over. But then uh, Jerry's talking about, too, that propiconosol, that uh, pressurized fungicide treatment. It's a, it's a special technology, uh, and the, the applicators are certified, uh, and that will protect individual trees. But it doesn't spread, stop the spread of the disease, too. But what we're telling everybody, it's heartbreaking. Well, you just can't afford to, to say this, to uh, accept the fact that, well, we'll just water our tree a little bit more or we'll give it some organic fertilizer and it'll, yeah. it'll be saved. It won't be uh, threatened by oak wilt. It's just, just not, as far as we can tell, or science can tell that, that that's not going to happen. Uh, well, I wonder if uh, does uh, uh, what, this website TexasOakWilt.org. I wonder if they uh, take questions. I know that they have pictures. Uh, it said you you write for photos of the symptom. And other information on oak wilt, uh, talk, to go to the Texas Web Forest Service website, texasoakwilt.org. You know what we should do? We should interview, get somebody to interview from Texas Forest Service. Okay. Uh, or maybe Mark Peterson. He's, he's good enough. Yeah, Mark used to be the, the he keeps up. He it. keeps yeah. up with that stuff. Yeah. But uh, I want to warn, I want to warn you people. Uh, like I said, A&M's been studying this for 30 to 40 years that I know of. And uh, it's just one of those problems that uh, 
that has to be handled in a certain way and uh, uh, nutrients uh, will not solve the problem. It's a systemic in the in the tree uh, situation. So I just wanted to throw that out. Good good ca- good article, Calvin. Thank and you. And I, I guess they they they're cataloged. Uh, the articles are, are always on uh, the Express News website, right? My center team. Yeah, myessay.com? Yeah. Oh, Calvin stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know how long they keep them on. It looked like when I was searching for stuff for you yesterday, it went on for a while. But, um, yeah, the best thing. Well, and, we, uh, and you may have a past article that has some of yeah. similar yeah. information. And then we'll plantanswers.com. And we'll uh, we'll be sending the this month's articles to plantanswers.com. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So everything should be there. Uh, another another question that came in. Okay, about four minutes. Huh? About four minutes. Four minutes. Okay. Were, he was looking at his watch. Yeah. Uh, it uh, a question came in to Neil Sperry said. Uh, about using concrete blocks. I said, uh, I've read several posts on the Internet that cinder blocks are potentially harmful when used for a raised vegetable garden, raised vegetable garden, that they contain chemicals we don't want to have in our food. Is that true? And uh, Neil answers, it's probably true that you read th- that on the Internet since no one seems to be able to find all, since one seems to be able to find almost anything on the Internet these days. However, cinder blocks of today are plain concrete and there should be nothing to worry about. If it's a big con- concern to you, however, you could always lay a line or a uh, polyethylene plastic on the inside of them and let the garden soil uh, keep it in place. That also works with landscape timbers that have been treated with preservative. Uh, Calvin did a lot of work on those, uh, on the cinder blocks and uh, treated lumber, and, what was that, 20 years ago? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, and found found out that uh, there's really nothing to worry about. In terms of plants picking up the, yeah, and, the and, material. Uh, and since then, they've even there's even less chemical activity uh, from uh, those treated, treated, yeah, treated, yeah. treated wood is, is uh, much less active chemicals now. Now, when, when Kevin got through that uh, uh, research, I got the old, his old uh, beds that he tested. Planting beds that he's tested, and that's what we're we're growing our blue bonnets and uh, some things in right now, even right now. Uh, what I noticed on those cinder blocks, I never I never had I never could uh, figure out the watering on those cinder blocks. Like a it's kind of like growing in a clay, clay pot. pot. Yeah, yeah, to suck that suck that water out of there. Uh, in comparison to uh, uh, timbers, and uh, I, f- I found that uh, 
cause some problems with my growing in those cinder blocks. So that may be what you're seeing, but as far as something, some chemical coming out of those cinder blocks, yeah, they're pretty, they, that doesn't happen. New, yeah, pretty neutral material. And if it, if it did, uh, same way with the uh, creosote stuff, if it did, uh, it would kill the plant before the plant could uptake it and, and pass it on to you. So uh, find something else to worry about, man. Okay. All right. Uh, hey. Yes, sir. Is that Are we through? We're almost out of time. Well, okay. and the weather is just, I mean, it's just getting wonderful. Yeah, it really is pretty out there. And uh, you can tell when the sun comes out, the gardeners come out, too. I've yeah. got a, a good number of folks here at the nursery. And uh, we encourage you to come on out. Go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn about next Saturday's blood drive. Again, blood is in short supply, and the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center is really asking you to step up. Millburgers has stepped up by offering you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And then, of course, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has nice gift for you, too. We think it's a $10 gift certificate to HEB. So go to MillburgerNursery.com to learn more about it and then just plan to come on out here next Saturday between 10 and 1.30. Let's make this a big success for the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center. Go to MillburgerNursery.com for more information. Thanks to Ashley doing a great job. Thanks to you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. See you next Saturday on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.